Podcast about boys. <laughs> lunch. Two well, teachers, <laughs> two Catholic teachers discussing life. You can always contact us at boyslunch1 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, intern Casey's Hard at Work, Boys Lunch Podcast. And as always, if you're looking to contribute to the podcast, you can by emailing Kevin Cook at kcook at blmccs.org. If you want to make a donation to support the place that supports us, that is Central Catholic of Bloomington, kcook at blmccs.org. You can actually, you know what? If you've graduated in the last seven years, you can become a part of an elite club. Elite. Did you hear that, Joey? I called heard the, you. Called the Magi Club. If you've graduated in the last seven oh years, <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> you've graduated in the last seven years, and you donate $10, you can be a part of the Magi Club. Magi, M-A-G-I. I? M-A-G-I-I. Yeah. Stands for? My annual gift is in. Now, I, if you're not excited about that, let me tell you, we are going to send you an autographed boys' lunch mug if you are the first one to actually email Kevin Cook and donate to Bloomington Central Catholic. You don't have to be a part of the Magi Club, but if you donate to Central Catholic and, I don't know, C, not CC, maybe uh, maybe just put in a little note, it's because of Boys Lunch. We will, send yes. you, we will send you an autographed Boys Lunch mug. I've never autographed a mug. Honestly, much. even like not even young alumni, anyone who's listening exactly. who donates to Central Catholic, it says because Boys Lunch sent me here. Because I don't feel like Kevin fully appreciates what we're doing for him. Use the coupon code BOYSLUNCH40 to get 40% <laughs> off. <laughs> It does seem like one of those deals, though. It's like, hey. Yeah. Do you get an additional tax break for donating on our behalf? No. But you could get a mug, autographed mug. Now, I don't know how we're going to autograph it and not have it just absolutely wipe off the first time. We're going to figure it out. Well, and because they were sold out of mugs, too. So we're going to have to order some mugs. I said, we will get it done for you. We'll find a mug. We'll it's a used one that you or I can give it to you. <laughs> Dom actually today said that uh, Connell Rhodes yeah? broke his mug. No. I was like, I like, was trying to act cool in the moment, but like, I was like, I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just a mug. He's like crying. Oh, how you doing, bud? Man, you got all the all the stuff out there. Yeah, you know, big. Always how many cups to... of coffee? Are you all I've had quite a that few. Was, uh... You know, it's um, I've always kind of not had a dream, but I always thought I'd be pretty good at one of those announcers that like does all the fine print at the end of maybe a radio commercial, just speech real quick and gets that in. Yeah. So if you're living, listening to us at one and a half times speed or two times speed, I can only imagine exactly how difficult it is to understand <laughs> me. I do not enunciate well, but I appreciate you putting up with us. Uh, we have some, uh, a few more emails to get to later. Uh, I wanted to put out there a formal apology about me just saying February is the worst month ever. <laughs> get a lot of hate mail. Not only did I offend my wife, <laughs> whose birthday is in February, but my brother-in-law as well. <laughs> His birthday just happened. Shout out to you, Miguel. Happy birthday to you. Uh, wanted to acknowledge... Um, Andy Bordewick's well thought out and written email about his our response to his thoughts on the Beatles yes. documentary as well. Gave a little a lot of insight there. And uh, yeah, I think I am going to give it a shot. Andy. We did call him out. We were like, hey, have you <laughs> yeah. watched this? Get back to us. He and gave, then we didn't get back to him. And then he gave, us the, he gave us the breakdown too. Like the, they've all watched it in different parts and yeah. plan to come together but haven't had time. But I thought he gave a great opinion on it. Inspired him to write some new music. Speaking of which, oh, Andy. Next time you're performing over the summer, right? Live Boys Lunch show and 
you yes. perform. Let's make this happen. Let's make it happen. I felt very similar things. That's why I brought up Get Back in the first place. It like inspired me to have that creative process. So what That's Andy fine. was saying, I was like, yes. Heard that, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, we might as well shout out the other email people right yeah, now, sure. too. Uh, Jake Maness sent us a uh, message. The listeners love Jake. We need to get Jake on the mic sometime. He's a fan favorite. A lot of things will probably be edited out, but we need to get Jake on the mic. <laughs> we can keep 10 He said, uh, I can't believe you missed the pun on, was there a bad era of Michael Jackson? You know, Jake, I was just trying to stay out of the waters of Michael Jackson in general, so uh, I don't think we were even just imagining puns at that time. Another one from Laura Miller. What a spirit. What a spirit. Kind heart. Just one of the great moms that's at Central Catholic. I feel like we have just a lot of moms that help take care of us. That's true. Uh, sorry for calling you a mom, Laura. You're also just like a, a good cool friend, you know? <laughs> uh, Teddy Johnson as well. Uh, shot us an email. Ted. Had a question about Revelation. Was it 12? Rev 12, man. Rev 12. Yes, about that depiction in Revelation, whether or not it is like how the nativity actually went. But not to go into depth, but it's this depiction of the Virgin Mary. Like, is this how maybe the nativity was? The woman clothed with the sun. Right, exactly. This is how it actually took place. Talk about the combining of these images of St. John and revelation, like the, the com- combination of actual what actually took place, the reality, as well as imagery to kind of speak on the uh, commentate and speak on the greater uh, significance of revelation, right? Mary. So the woman clothed with the destroys the, the serpent, the <laughs> right? Huge exactly. dragon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's meant to be, yes, it, it not only points to Mary, but all of the women that played a significant role in bringing about the Messiah, you know, the women that are listed in the long heritage at the beginning of Matthew, right? It's meant to speak about the significant role that Mary played um, at the birth of the Messiah and all those different things. So, a little proto evangelium, too, yeah. a little she's going to stomp at your Genesis 3 15. Yeah, baby. You got bookends there Genesis, Revelation, uh, kind of beautiful how it all comes together. So, that'd be a great topic for another time. Do you think he's ever going to go by Ted? Ted? I just call him Ted. You think he gets a mustache and goes by Ted? I guess I haven't gone by Joe yet. Will you ever, though? I don't know. But your dad was a Joe. Yeah, he no, still is. Confused. He was. Yeah. Still. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, we had, a big, we had a big snow last week. What? We had a big snow last week. Yeah. That's yeah. why this episode's so late. <laughs> yeah. no, we got three snow days. I don't know where you're listening at, where you're from, but uh, in these parts of the Illinois, we got a... It was... Uh... Yeah, I haven't seen one. A little drifty snow. I haven't seen one like that in a while. Haven't had one in a while. Uh, something that happened, don't have a snowblower. Did I actually tell you this out? No, I don't think you did. Okay. So you're hearing this live for the first time. My neighbor came over, a really nice guy, and and blew out the snow. Like halfway through Wednesday when it was really going. Wow. I went out there, thanked him, and uh, he came back later that night as I'm cooking dinner. And does it again. I, I, I didn't ask him. He's just doing this kindness of his heart. Gets up really close to my porch, and I haven't taken down all my Christmas lights. So he got my extension cord caught into his snowblower and wrapped through, like, the uh, inside. Oh, so he rings the doorbell, and I'm coming out. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> it's just such an awkward – I felt so bad. I'm apologizing, even though, like, it's not necessarily my fault. Like, he came over and just did that. But I could tell in his eyes, he's like, this is why I don't do nice things for people. <laughs> but – this is the last time you will see. I'm just very awkward in that situation. I didn't know what to do to help out, but uh, you could keep it. Yeah. Well, he's like, I'll get you a new extension cord. I'm like, please don't. Like, yeah. I feel so bad. Hopefully, your $600 snowblower is destroyed. Uh, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm very stubborn about my age. I think 
Like, I think I can just go out there and shovel it. You know oh, what I mean? For sure. Like, I'll be fine. But I, I, I yeah. Oh, same thing happened to me. I uh, opened the garage door and it was the girls and I were going out. Uh, Mary was working and uh, I mean, it's just a ton of snow, probably over 12 inches. Just, and there's this guy coming by. It's a firefighter that lives across the street. He's got like a John Deere, tough. three and a half foot, four foot wide. Like, I think our thing's running on diesel. I mean, you can hear it, but yeah. it's just chucking snow. Probably didn't even need diesel. He just put it in there. He's coming down the sidewalk. It's like the perfect length of the side or width of the sidewalk. He's coming down and he's like, he waves at me. He's like, you want me to do it? And I, I'm just like, no, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yep. It's okay. And then he like, he cuts the engine, comes to seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm glad he did because he's, he's like, no, like really, this is, this is a lot. Let yeah. me help. Like I'm doing everyone's, I mean, so I had him do the bottom half and then run like um, this wide strip up the center. So the girls and I could like have even access to get to the yeah. other side. So I did, I did part of it, probably half the driveway. It took me like 45 minutes anyway, so I can only imagine. And like the adrenaline is pumping and I'm just like, I'm torquing my body like in the ways I shouldn't, you know, oh, like yeah. really fast, trying to get through three foot drift. It all starts in the, all right, I'm just going to be very like stable. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this the right way. By the end, yeah, I'm just like just destroying my back. Nearly with my yeah. back, not with the leg. Um, but there's a, those those moments where I'm like, I am older than I think. What happened, like we went out for Sal's birthday and. I didn't get carded when I ordered a drink and I was, just, it's just one of those things of like, I, I feel like I look a little bit younger, but I guess it's, I've gotten older. <laughs> like, so I was like, you have wrinkles. Like you, like your hair is like graying. You're like, Joey, I don't think you look as young as you like think you are. It was just kind of in my head. I'm like, no, but at mass, we got into our van next to the Sanders and Audrey, who I taught a few years ago, apparently because I teach her brother now, Ian, and he told me in class, he's like, yeah, Audrey like looked out the window and just because she saw the back of my head. And she goes, wow, Mr. Head's really get a lot of grace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of little things the past few weeks are like, wow, maybe I am being stubborn. Yeah, It's like when I grow my beard out, I always get the comment of, you have a lot of white hair. In there. Like, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, also, I pulled out a nose hair the other day that I didn't realize it was there. <laughs> one of the many joys. I'm sure that's for some of the older people that can uh, appreciate that. Dude, I made some bomb chili last week. You were inspired. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's only so much chili you can really have before it starts to get a little old on you. Mm -hmm. So the wife, the wife cut out early. I ended up eating about eight or nine bowls of chili last Jeez. week. So not that, only could I not leave the house. That's why we didn't but, record till Thursday. Yeah. We got the Super Bowl coming up. Quick prediction: Bengals or Rams? Uh, Bengals by five. All right, I got Rams and blowout. Um, <laughs> this is an absolute slaughter, <laughs> bloodbath. Uh, Italy's coming up. Pray for us that we can actually make it to yeah, Italy. Absolutely. About two and a half weeks. I will record an episode live from Italy. Um, it's just a thirty-second. Anything else I had? Oh, it's just the emails that you already got to. Anything yeah, so appreciate had? everybody. Keep uh, sending those emails into Boys Lunch One. It does mean a lot to us when people reach out, even if it's just like, "Hey, still listening." Which and just like the, what we said about the bags of money, if you want to drop this, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a fun little podcast for you. What are you hitting uh, us with this today? week? Well, we are hitting them with three, two, two one. Fatherhood. <laughs> yes, we said the same thing. Nailed I was it. worried you were gonna say dads. <laughs> Actually, my wife kind of was like, hey, you guys should talk about like, because you guys are dads. 
Maybe you should talk about it. <laughs> Be a good idea. God bless our wives. She's like, you know what you guys can do? You could talk about. Oh, you maybe, talk about yeah. a lot of other things. Yeah. That maybe it doesn't really apply to people. Maybe talk about the things you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we want to talk about fatherhood. We thought maybe we'd have some insight on this because we are fathers. We have offspring. And uh, maybe just hit a few aspects, maybe some theological, some practical, some funny. We're going to sprinkle in things left and right. Bam, bam, bam. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Dash of this, dash of that. Anything dash. you want to start with? or? Uh, no. But just like theologically. The first no, thing I'm... that comes to your mind when I was like, hey, let's talk about fatherhood. I'm sure you had <laughs> the idea of maybe some Christian fatherhood, God the Father stuff probably. Yeah, that was kind of getting in your mind first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always think of St. Joseph, I think probably most. Uh, just kind of this image of father. Ever heard of um, him? Ever heard of him? Um, of course, you've got you know God the Creator, um, someone who brings about life. That the love of the Father that we are meant to like. Um, so I think of mercy, example, uh, leading by example, sacrifice, um, giving forth of oneself to not only bring about life. Not to not, we're not going to whiteboard that part of it, but just the idea that like um, what. What is the responsibility of a father, of a parent, those types of things that kind of come to my mind. And the examples that we have that not only God, Christ himself, uh, and the church have, have offered us as example, but just kind of the beauty and the depth that actually, um, when you think about it and spend the time on it, is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think for us, the idea of Christian fatherhood comes up, like you said, God the Father, St. Joseph, those types of examples. I think seeing marriage and parenting as a calling starts to hit a little different yeah. when you see like a marriage, like when, especially as like husbands, when in the Bible, it tells us like, you need to be like Christ and die for your bride. Like that's, it's setting a lot of responsibility and a challenge for you. And it makes it more intentional what, about what your actual calling is within that relationship. And then like seeing, Oh, you're going to be a father. Well, look at the example of who the father is. That's, that's not like a responsibility a challenge yeah. because like, we are learning and trying to mirror kind of like what we talked about in the return of the prodigal son. Like we're all called to be like the father eventually, like mm -hmm. to be able to love in a way that is so genuine. And so I think that's like, it's a challenge, but like challenging responsibility that like brings good things in life. Yeah. No matter like who you are and like what it is, like that's where we start to thrive and like take on things. So I think seeing fatherhood and in, in marriage itself as these like actual calling or mm -hmm. vocation matters, I think. But I think it's so cool. And I think of course, never fully appreciated as a son what my father what my parents did right not only what their example as far as marriage but also like this the service and the service and the calling and the and the depth of their love like all those things like yes i felt them as as a son but then like what that means and the the impact that i have mm -hmm. over my children and the love that i'm called to to give to my wife and to my kids like i don't know you just not until you're it's not that you can't know about it, but like once you're in it, you're like, oh my goodness, like this is not only is it, like you said, a, a great challenge, a great expectation of what you can and ought to be doing this calling in life. Um, but also just like, wow, how cool is it that we have this opportunity mm -hmm. that, that I've been given this opportunity to, to share, share that love. You're supposed to model. Yeah. What, what the father is doing mm -hmm. for all of us. And I think it has helped for me to kind of reflect on my relationship with my own father and how much, how that's helped me like appreciate God, the father's love for me and to mm -hmm. understand like, you know, the, the way that my father showed mercy or the way in which the, my parents sacrificed for me and, and did all these things for me. And then you, then you, you drawing that upwards, you're like, Oh gosh, like these are lived examples that draw me to the father's love. And, and I should have that same expectation, same, same understanding. I so the temptation was for me, I think when I was younger to, to see God, the father as this damning figure, 
as someone who's like, don't do that. We'll talk when we're, you're in trouble. But like, I don't know, books like The Prodigal Son and and other uh, writings, I meant to grab one, talking about the the loving kind of this, the fawning the father over the son, this idea that the way in which the God actually looks down on us, right? Not in the love, even amidst our sin and our failure, like what he desires for us, what he wills for us, right? It's actually such a beautiful, beautiful existence in relationship and ought to be. Um, and so often I think it's underappreciated or not fully realized like exactly what God desires for us. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because uh, not every person is the same and not everyone loves the same mm -hmm. or shows. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, reflecting, like you said, just like on different fathers, like what is my fathering ability like? What do I exude? How, how can I mirror God, the father, my own dad? Like we're all called and we highlight, I think, good parts of God, the father in different ways. Yeah. Like you said, like, my dad was a very good leader and a good, like he pushed us to like have a good moral compass and that, that the faith life did matter in these things. And yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like we all learn and I have my faults and I think I am able to show specific things to my kids and I'm trying my best, but it is kind of interesting how fatherhood doesn't look the same for everyone, but like how so many people, their understanding of God comes from their own understanding of their, their father mm -hmm. and how sometimes that can like, hinder people from diving deeper spiritually because it's hard for them, like you said, to maybe imagine a, a loving or merciful God if, if they're not experiencing that within their home. So it's a great responsibility. Yeah. But I think of fatherhood itself, like there is such a benefit to having these roles as leaders of the house, as, as mother and father, and just having these. Like, I, I do think that men and women have these natural tendencies and strengths, and there are certain things you're going to learn differently from your mom and your dad. Uh, but just having that strong masculine and feminine voice that is teaching, that is playing with them, that is disciplining, that is modeling virtue. Mm -hmm. um, and when it's united together as like a mother and father, like forming these kids, um, I think that's very powerful. And I think when I say like a strong voice, it's not like a strong masculinity of like right. go chop down a tree with your teeth and then don't brush it afterwards. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> um, but I think there is like an importance of especially the modeling um, and maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but I think especially in an American culture, it's been the mother that's had to model a lot of these things. Yeah. And the, the father has kind of taken the back seat. But all these studies that have come out about like how, especially when it comes to the faith, how important it is for the father to model it as well. Yeah. And, and you see the percentage of kids likely to follow the faith if only one person even in the household is doing it. Like to have that united front and not just be like, that's something that mom does, but dad stays home and like watches football or something. Like, yeah. Maybe I'm like, to soak in the fire. Here. <laughs> no. I don't know. no, I think the statistics show that that's, that's the case. I mean, how important it is to have that unified front. And for me to, when I see my girls and what I pick up from, or what my girls have shown me, right, is how often they are watching. Yeah. Right? How often they are yeah, quit watching. Come paying on. attention <laughs> yeah. to my approach to life. Like if I'm bringing something home from work or I'm struggling or I'm short with them, like, you know, they're not able to process it at the ages of six and three that they will eventually, but it's still affecting them. Like, um, I remember Zaley, like before bed, Mary and I were just talking about, we had like a lot of stuff happening in the week. Um, and we, you know, we had the grandparents were helping out just cause we were running all over the place. We were just kind of verbalizing to each other, just like we got a big week ahead, you know, it's going to be exhausting or whatever. And, um, Zaley before bed is just like, it's a big week. Like, I mean, just like, <laughs> She was anxious, uh, like for us, yeah. um, which again, was just a reminder of like, oh man, they are like always watching, learning yeah. and dad, we got a big week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
get some shut eye. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, um, just a, a renewed calling to understand that not that I need to hide the fact that, that I'm struggling or that like I'm yeah. never sad, but like just how I process that verbally and how I, I'm it's a challenge open. for you to like right. healthily exactly. like look at life and embrace life. Yeah, cause I, not just cause you said like, not just cause you're hiding. It's just like, Oh, this is actually good for me too. Right. Like it's good for them to see my emotions, my feelings and how I'm working through them, but hopefully I'm doing it in a healthy way right, exactly. for them and me. Right. And it, you know, if, if I, if I continue to be bitter about the week, you know, they'd pick up on that and see that like, Oh, like all life's giving you is like, this is how I naturally respond to, to adversity or struggles. But if I'm, you know, like you said, dealing with it in a healthy way, they mm -hmm. pick up on that. They understand that uh, how we talk through things or how we communicate or how we show our feelings, which I am just like, I'm not the best at Mary and um, Mary's seen this of me where it's like, they're crying. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> stop crying. We got three major in the house right now. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Mary's like, Honey, it is okay that she shares her emotions. Like, yes, and I need to be. I can sound really cool on a microphone. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't come around me and my three-year-old at bedtime. <laughs> uh, I've I have loved the way that like uh, just being a parent in general pushes and challenges you. Yeah. Uh, every vocation is a gift of self, a unique way to express your love. Uh, and, and I think what's so beautiful about what marriage is and what it's called to is, is that it is not just the spouses, but it is called to bring forth this new life um, and to take care of that new life together. And the challenge that it is to, gosh, human beings are so dependent upon their parents for so long, mm -hmm. as opposed to like all these other species that like, it is such a laser focus. Like I'm going to help you for like 26 years sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And even after that, I mean, my parents are still helping me. I'm in my, I'm in my thirties. Like, so that, that is a unique challenge. I think that the gift of, of parenting has brought and, but, a, and, and an opportunity yeah to, yeah uh, to, yeah to, to, i mean we are the the meant to be the primary educators and yeah i don't know it's, it is kind of scary it's like oh my gosh they will be dependent on me for so long but what an opportunity to not only grow in relationship with yeah. them but to educate to show them what you get to develop like a whole like culture within your home yeah in in hopefully the relationships and i don't have everything figured out but it is exciting to be a part of the journey but i what i would say like just like when i've feel like I figured something out in parenting, mm -hmm. um, things change. It, it keeps me on my feet. I'm a, I'm, I'm someone that's tend to get complacent if I'm able to. So I, I do like the idea or the fact that parenting and being in a, a, a marriage, um, has called me to like, when the new stage comes in, like you have to figure this out. Don't be complacent, keep challenging and pushing yourself. Because I think as I've joined this or, or received this vocation, I don't know, little parts of my selfishness have been plucked away one by one. And I, there's still so much to work on. And that's yeah. the overwhelming part. Uh, but to focus on like the day-to-day -day things, it gives you new joys to appreciate and experience and challenge you to be more involved and invested just like in life in general. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I had an experience last night where I was really dreading to go. I was helping out at CCD. And sometimes I just don't want to go out at night and do more work. It's just not exciting for me. And just like seventh grade CCD can be tough. Like a lot of those kids don't want to be there. I don't have a relationship with any of them. But it was just like kind of that poking and prodding. Sometimes we just need to be pushed out of that complacency and like remember why we're doing what we're doing. And I think that's what kids do. They give you this opportunity of, oh, I'm not like this anymore, actually. And I actually like this now. And you have to be pushed out of the complacency of like what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I often forget to appreciate the sacrifice that fatherhood, parenthood uh, calls us to because never have I looked back and be like, oh, I am worse off for having given up this selfish 
desire and sacrifice right. for my children and given that right and so often i do get complaints like when sienna really struggled when she was young to sleep like once we got through that you know then it was like i just remember like all right now now i deserve or like and then she started to struggle again with sleep and i was like what we, we already did we figured we, this we figured out, this yeah, out yeah. right they keep like, on your toes which is good yeah like, it's <laughs> um but i mean what a what a gift and what a blessing to to get have the opportunity to grow in every facet of my life by giving of myself, giving of myself to my marriage, learning how to be a better husband, to, to listen better, to give of myself more and into my children, right? These people, I, the tendency can be see, to, to see these as burdens or things pulling us away from what we could really be. When in reality, it's like, that's when we truly find out, that's when we, when we are truly purified and are, and are drawn closer to God and find out who we were, we, were, we were made to be and what we can be when we give, give, pour ourselves out for and on behalf for the greater good, right? Because that's why we got married. It's not about us. It's for the opportunity and the possibility to bring forth life and to pour out ourselves into and to give all that we have in mm -hmm. this this unique way. And what, and what a blessing when we have that opportunity. Gosh, and I just love like seeing them have fun. <laughs> like, parenting true. is like just like being a father is very rewarding. I, I put here like parenting and fatherhood makes you reappreciate being a human. Yeah, uh, which we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, just kind of in passing, but um, just to, to see like a new, like the, the things in life and to see them appreciate things in a way that is so hard for someone who is older because of the, the newness is maybe gone. You hitting on me being old. <laughs> yeah. I just hey, like, I have something for you. Yeah. Uh, were you ever really prepared for kids? Was I ever like, do you feel like you're ready? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah. Calm down everyone. <laughs> like, I think we're oh, like, yes, yeah. I'm prepared for this, but you're not really ready until it happens. You no. learn. Yeah. Okay. They come, you learn. Yeah, I think the temptation is to be like, um, once I get everything squared away, then, like, once I'm completely prepared, then I'll have children. Now, I'll be honest, did not really help too too much in the nesting phase. <laughs> um, I did read some books. I did you got try to listen right? to my wife about what, what was happening. But uh, um, did you have any funny stories with the first kid of like learning how to learn things on the fly or just things that uh, <laughs> I think. Just like the night times was always like on the fly, like Mary and I both wanted to be there to help at all times. <laughs> yeah. But what is that doing? Is that this making both parents incredibly tired? And then it's just like, then we got three people, you know, yeah. Zaley, myself, Dude, we and Mary. To, all we need to have our wives on here sometimes <laughs> yeah. telling their side of the story for this stuff. You were a monster. I just remember, uh, <laughs> I used to, yeah, I was trying to be nice and like, she was feeding and so i would go in there and i would lay down on the ground and just like fall asleep on the floor like next to them like in solidarity so she, but she's watching you peacefully sleep. yeah but she's watching me sleep on the ground i just remember like some of those first few nights just like her asking me to grab things me not knowing what that meant like a receiving blanket like i don't know what that is i come back with like four different options or none of these are labeled honey even like when she uh did i ever say the go bag thing that's like a oh, thing yeah. like as you're getting ready, I'm like you might go into labor at any point. You have a go bag that's ready, like to grab so you go to the hospital. Well, like it kind of started, and then so I was like, she asked me to get three things for the living room, and I got go to the living room. I'm like looking around, and I don't grab any of the things because I was just like sitting there, like, what did she ask? I've got her? nothing. Yeah. Oh jeez. But I think it was harder for me to, like, I fully understood it was a, that that was my baby in there, and that was like the, the baby was growing. But it was harder, I think, as a father to have that connection right away. Um, during the pregnancy, yeah, I think it, it became a lot more real and I, it became a lot more invested, I guess. Like, that sounds bad, but like, um, I think there's something so intimate about the mother, like growing, yeah, like the baby's growing within. within you. 
but as like we had like our second kid, I think I was able to understand, okay, like this is what the experience is. I don't know if you had any experience like that to begin with. As the dad, before you even have a kid, you're like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like you go to the appointments yeah. and it's like, yep, <laughs> I'm listening to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, so always, it's like, uh, yeah, those, uh, when you get the ultrasound and they're just like so focused on and rightfully so on, you know, on your wife yeah. and like the baby is going on. Yeah, you do just kind of feel like, I'm ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a part of doctor. This. Like any questions? I'm like, <laughs> looking yeah. over the corner, me. No, no, nope. good. <laughs> you said the size of a blueberry, huh? Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, you. So you were saying, like, do you ever feel mentally prepared, like, to, for that? The what? Do you fully understand what it means yeah, to be a father? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not financially. Um, or, uh, yeah, no. It's just even when I thought, yeah, it's you're absolutely right. Like when it, when that baby is born. And just like, yeah, those first nights or even the changing of a diaper, like, I understand how that works. Yeah. But then like, you're in the thick of it, you're learning along the way. You had some incidents where stuff ended up on walls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but what a, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to wrap things up. I mean, uh, what made you want to talk about this in the first place? Other than, of course, a wonderful suggestion from your wife. Like, what is it? It was good. I think I've. This whole entire time, I think we've thought about maybe doing something on what is like real masculinity or fatherhood, but sometimes like with those topics, you can offend people. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's like, I think it's an important topic to talk about. And we do it a lot within our retreats and different things, but uh, I thought a, it was interesting. It's yeah. also a daunting one, like the reality of it. And just like, can I put to words something that I'm very much in the midst of now and just trying to still sort out? Yeah. So it being that's fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's also fun to fun to find uh, other dads to talk to you know you're in search of more dads to talk to no like that's the cool part about being dad is talking to other dads that's true like us right now getting together maybe working on some uh I'm a derby. Cars. <laughs> you see, I, i've enjoyed us going in some parks and stuff with our kids like this yeah that's true uh, it's been fun yeah uh, when is the pinewood derby they, they reschedule it to my birthday oh you knew that no i didn't i told you that did i i don't think so yeah so it was supposed to be in january and my brother, who runs this, sends out an email and says, <laughs> yeah, we've rescheduled it for my birthday. So uh, well, I'm looking forward to Chris absolutely destroying you. All right, dude. <laughs> we need to get Chris on this mic because uh, anyway, any shout outs? Shout outs? Uh, of course, we should probably shout out our dads. To the dads. Mark and Joe. Yeah, he uh, still goes by that. Both great basketball players in their heyday. And Joe's is still heyday. <laughs> heyday. Hey uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Still, still there. Hey and then uh, yeah, I want to shout out to Teddy Johnson. Continue to reach out. Ted sounds like <laughs> soon to be known as Ted. Sounds like he's doing great at the University of Miami. Ohio. Wow. Don't even need to say Ohio. That's the real. What came to everyone's mind immediately when you said uh, that? It was established first. Let's make sure that's clear. Okay. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he's off to a good start in the second semester. Got involved in the Newman Center. A little hockey, some rock climbing, some good stuff. So, Teddy, we're uh, continuing to pray for you, and, uh, yeah, good to hear from you. Continual shout-outs for the family, from my wife. All right, anything else? Yeah. All right. For the kingdom. For the kingdom.